Hello everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Season 3 of the Full Circle Podcast. If you've been listening to the last 10 episodes, you'll know I themed this season entirely around love. Self-love, romantic love, platonic love, you name it, we've talked about it. This week, I'll be recapping some of my favourite episodes from the last few months and sharing a little sneak peek from my brand new book, Coming Home, A Guide to Being Your True Self. I started this podcast because I wanted to give others the tools they needed to dive deep into their own lives, learn who they are at their core and find their way back to their true selves. Because once you know who you are, you can start showing up as your true self in every aspect of your life. But it takes time and it's definitely a journey. And hopefully by listening to these episodes, you've been able to take the steps in that direction. Some of my favourite episodes this season were those where we really dug deep into what it means to love yourself and how self-love affects the way you show up in various types of relationships. In fact, one of my most memorable lessons came from Claire Vogeli when talking about body neutrality and making peace with your body image. Claire said, a large part of our identity is how we show up in the world and at everyone's core, there is magic and beauty. There is alchemy. Oh, I just love that. But also when I spoke with astrologer Natalie Holbrook on the topic of finding love and happiness in the stars, she said, cultivating love with yourself is the most important thing in the world. And in fact, in all of my conversations, what struck me most in this season of love and the key lesson of love is that we need to love ourselves first before we can truly love another. Self-love is the key for peace and true contentment. I don't know about you, but I do believe that self-love is the key to peace and contentment. And I know for a fact that when I finally found the opportunity to truly love myself, then I know I was able to truly love others. So have a think about that and reflect upon that from your perspective and see how you feel. So as I mentioned earlier, my new book, Coming Home, A Guide to Being Your True Self, was released a few days ago and I am so excited. It really is my life's work as a coach combined with my personal experiences to give you the tools to find your way home to your authentic self. I thought I would round off this season with a reading from the book that touches on my own need to practice self-love. So without further ado, here's a little taste of what you can expect. They say in life that we all experience a spiritual awakening, but not all recognise it when it happens. My spiritual awakening happened over a decade ago in 2010. I'd been married for nearly 10 years, I had a successful business, And when the recession hit, the wheels started to come off, not just with my business, but in all aspects of my life. Within 12 months, I had almost lost everything. My home, my car, my marriage, and my business were gone. The tsunami of events hit me full force and spat me out into a new world, a world I was not accustomed to or even familiar with. Alongside this, I was left with a debt of 97,000 pounds that had to be paid back. 
I was a coach. I helped others manifest their dreams. How could this have happened to me? Up until that point, I'd run a successful business, been a good wife and built a lovely home. But as I stood there holding my six-year-old son's hand with my life's possessions stuffed into a few suitcases, I questioned what went wrong. My reality was not what I had dreamed of. And at the age of 39, this was not the position I wanted to find myself in. I had no money coming in. I had no time to sit still and wallow. I didn't have a choice. I needed to survive. I couldn't sink, so I chose to swim. I had no idea what I was swimming towards, but I dived in and off I went. I needed most of all to work. Without work, I had no money and that scared me to death. Like a woman possessed, I set off. I was a powerhouse of energy, drive and determination, and I didn't stop to think. All I needed to do was to survive. A loan from my parents allowed me to get a rented apartment, a home for my son, not ours, but I knew it could be a home. A borrowed car, which I am still forever grateful for, allowed me to take my son to his sporting activities and play dates. This made life seem normal, a computer and a desk. I had to salvage some of what I'd lost. I pushed my fear, anger, pain and shame down into the depths of my belly and focused on what I knew best, surviving. With trepidation, I reached out to those clients who had been loyal and knew me most. I was honest but humiliated about sharing my story of liquidation and personal failure. But within a few months, one of those clients gave me an olive branch and I went back to work self-employed with a new trading name. I did what I knew best, work hard, go the extra mile, deliver well and put on a brave face regardless of how I felt inside. Putting on a brave face was something I've done for most of my life. When I reflect on my childhood, I remember Sunday dinners, holidays, special occasions, routine, talks around the kitchen table and a whole host of good family memories. But I also remember not fitting in, being bullied, emotionally blackmailed, protecting myself, no real true friends and loneliness. I've lived, like most, with conflicting opposites, a steady stream of mixed emotions, happiness, sadness, softness, hardness, kindness, cruelty, light, dark, pleasure and pain. That steady stream of mixed emotions would always lead me to choppy waters. I would lose my footing and find myself adrift saying and doing things that came from a place of anger, disappointment and frustration, all in service of self-protection. This started when I was eight years old, when I was first bullied at school. My harassment continued into my early twenties and caused me a lifetime of pain. This, I know now, was the moment when I became disconnected from myself and let go of the real me and instead painted on the brave face. Since then, I found myself swimming against the current, trying to swim upstream rather than going with the flow. I couldn't find my natural rhythm, so instead I would battle my way through everything, surviving, until I was so exhausted I wanted to give up. But instead, I would paint on the brave face in the hope no one would see what lay under the veneer. There is only so much incongruence one can live with, and there will come a time when something bigger than yourself gives you a nudge. When I look back on my life, I had many nudges and many I ignored until that one day over a decade ago when I got a shove,
pushed so far that I needed to pay attention and do something different. I had been stripped of all that I had. Confused and in sheer panic, I relied upon what I knew best. Work hard, get your head down, and hopefully over time things will work out. Which is what I did. But alongside that, something else was happening. I was waking up to something new inside me. My narrative had always been strong, and I'd been playing the same tapes over and over in my mind for most of my life. I was sick of hearing them. You're not worthy. You're not good enough. You don't belong. You're small. You are weak. You're stupid. You're a failure. I was these things. They were me. The trigger had been pulled, and now, under my new circumstances, this narrative was even louder. I couldn't escape the voice that rattled in my brain. I was sick of what it was doing to me, and I was frightened of who it would make me become. I was functioning, but I was lost. I could barely recognise myself. I hadn't realised that I'd been playing roles for most of my life, all to aid my need to fit in, be liked and to belong. I'd accepted those roles and I'd played them well over the years, but now I had to do something different. I had to figure out who I was. The realisation of this crept up on me over the first few months of my survival, but I didn't know what to do with this new awareness. I wanted to carry on and suppress all of what I was feeling, push it back down into the depths of my being, but I couldn't. Pandora's box was open and all my past came pouring out. I didn't know what to do with it all. I didn't really have time for it, but I couldn't shake it. It followed me around until I finally paid it the attention it wanted. I gave in, stopped fighting, and started listening to a part of me that I never knew existed. I realized the shoes I'd been walking around in since I was eight years old were not mine. They had never fit. They were too tight, too restrictive, uncomfortable. Yet every day I'd put them on and worn them until my feet ached equally as much as my heart did. I'd been walking around living my life in these shoes for nearly 30 years. When the lights went out and I lay staring at the ceiling engulfed by the dark, I decided enough was enough. I could no longer keep squashing my feet into those shoes. I needed to start wearing my own. I was compelled to find out who I was, what I wanted and what was my purpose. I wanted to discover what brought me joy, fulfillment and happiness. I wanted to be free from a life with conflicting opposites. I wanted to delete the tapes that had been playing non-stop in my mind. And I wanted to create a new playlist, one that would bring me peace and inner happiness. I wanted to find a way to get to dry land, stop swimming against the current, to walk the path that I was meant to walk. The enormity of what I desired was much bigger than saying enough was enough. It was huge and more challenging than I imagined. I was scared because once I took off those shoes, I didn't know who I would meet. Who would be that person stripped bare behind the painted on brave face? Who would I be with nothing masking who I was? I didn't recognize myself wearing other shoes, but would, could I recognize myself without the things I'd wrapped myself up in for 30 years? I didn't know the answer to this, but I did know my feet needed to breathe. My body longed to wear my own outfits. My face didn't need to be painted any longer. My mind needed to quieten. 
and my heart needed to mend. And so for the first time in 30 years, I took the shoes off and stood barefoot. After the panic had died down, the questions started to form. Who am I? What do I want? What is my purpose? As a transformational coach, I knew there had to be a reason for what had happened. There is always a reason and always a lesson to be learned. I just didn't know fully what that was. The one thing I did know for sure was that I needed to find myself, my true self. In my moments of awakening, I was no longer engulfed by the dark. The light was on and I could see clearly for the first time in over 30 years. So I set out on a new journey, one that led me back home, back to my true self. And the rest is for you to read about if you wish to find out more. The book is available from Amazon, which I've linked in the show notes below. Your support would mean the world to me, and I know it will support you on your journey back home to your most authentic self. Thank you for tuning into this episode and the entire season. I'm so grateful for each of these guests for joining me, and I hope that you found their stories to be inspiring and uplifting. And should you need more help with practicing self-love in your own life, I would be honoured if you would consider joining me on one of my four retreats being held throughout May and June 2022 in Mallorca, Spain. Carry on listening to learn more at the end of this episode. I look forward to sharing more stories with you soon when we explore the meaningful theme of discovery in season four. Until then, stay well and invite joy and curiosity into your life. for tuning in. I'd love to take a moment and tell you about our wellness retreats that will be happening in May 2022 in Mallorca, Spain. My team and I have created four immersive retreats that allows you to take a step back from all the stresses and strains of your daily life in order to focus on your physical, mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. From coaching mastery, mindfulness and meditation, conscious living and so much more, we offer a nurturing and truly experiential life enriching environment where you'll reconnect, rediscover and reaffirm who you are and what you want in your life. If you're interested in learning more, head to the fullcircleglobal.com website and click the retreats tab. In the meantime, stay well, invite joy and curiosity into your life. See you soon.